Hey there, everybody. We're back with the Everybody Counts podcast. We have a special interview duo this week. We have two different actors that we interviewed preseason, both great guys, and we had great interviews with them. Now, we kind of did opposites for this episode because we've got one character who's fighting crime, and we've got one character who's committing the crimes. So we thought we'd look at... Wait, innocent until proven guilty. (laughs) We're not talking about you, Jay. Come on. The interviews. The interviews. (laughs) So, yeah, we thought we'd take a look at both ends of the spectrum and let you guys enjoy what they had to say. And i got to tell you, Jay, it'd be great if we could get some video clips out there because we have had so much fun seeing some of the reactions from the actors, and that that would be great to share with other fans. So we'll have have to listen to that. We definitely need to get that out there. Yep. So should I go ahead and – say who we interviewed for this week. I mean, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Been holding back. All right. We have Brian D. Mason, who played John Winston. And uh, spoiler alert, I think we're past the, the spoiler thing. I say played because his character did not make it. He was the one committing crimes, one of several. So Brian played John Winston, and we're going we're gonna to hear from Deji LeRae, who plays Sergeant Julius Edgewood. Now, we've seen him from the beginning, since yep. since season one. You know, he's been an ongoing presence. So um, it, it was very interesting, I think, to see his story come more to the forefront this season. I, I love how Bosch has, does have so many characters, even if they're, you know, don't have as much screen time, that have been in the production yeah. for so long. I think that says a lot about the show. So, it does. Well, to to your, uh, the interviews, I thought it would be great to – kind of interviewed you, Jay. I mean, you, you've thrown questions at me before. Why not do a little interview with Jay? And the it's answer about... is six. Six? six? Okay. <laughs> I'll write that down. Right, um, yeah. it's, it's about these guys and their characters. So um, okay. I thought it would be a fun way to kind of dig into who we're going to be talking to. All right. I'm so first up, first up for Brian, Brian Mason. Yep. What was the most intimidating thing for you about Brian's portrayal of Winston? You know, it was – probably he's just such a cool cat you you know yeah. Like, yeah i mean he'd obviously kill you in an instant but at the same mm-hmm. time he's just he's kind of a laid-back killer is that a good way to put it i mean uh, it's it, well it's certainly intimidating i mean i think that's a good answer yeah it was right really... you could be drinking with him one second mm-hmm. and the next second there's a gun to your head and i think yeah. that kind of unknown what you're going to get from him has to be mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Well, this kind of leads into my second question, because kind of on the heels of that, you know, when we were talking with him in our interview, um, he's such a fun, even silly guy at times. So I'm curious, yeah. did that, did our interview with him impact your thoughts about his character on Bosch? Was it a distraction or did you just go right into <sighs> this is the bad guy? That's a really good question, because he was really fantastic and a ton of fun in the interview. And he's yeah. definitely he's definitely not a killer, uh, talking to to him in real life. Right. Uh, you know, you know, I think I have to be honest. Maybe maybe as it went on and you know like he's eventually gonna get caught, maybe maybe uh-huh. it didn't take away from his character, but like I didn't want him to get in trouble because Okay, okay. You mean you, you know, I I knew him as Brian. And so I'm watching right. him on the screen, and I'm like, 
but but he's such a cool guy. Don't do this to mm-hmm. him. But yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. He's still a yeah, Winston's still a bad natural. dude. You can't help but I, I think you can't help but have some of those thoughts sneak in. All right, so this this third one about Brian, it, it's a little silly, but we like silly on the podcast. So Winston partnered in crime with Marvel, played by Terrence Terrell, who also happens to play the motor on the progressive commercials, the insurance commercials. Half man, half motorcycle. What mode of transportation would you assign to Brian? If he was going to be half oh, man, half what? What would, what would you Oh, man. Is he going to hear this answer? Crap. Um, I mean, it's, it's a strong possibility. I don't think you can get oh, in trouble, though. This is a tough one. You know, I think I would, he would be, he would be half Brian, half military tank. Oh, you know, a tank. Yeah, because kind of yeah. like Winston, right? So it's big killer machine. But funny, uh-huh. like half guy moving it. That would be hilarious. Okay, okay, that would be hilarious. And so that would be what a mo tank. Yeah, it would, and I'm okay. gonna have to figure out how I can Photoshop a picture of him and a tank together. <laughs> because well, well while you're while you're doing that, you know, it's funny that I was thinking sort of way on the other end of the spectrum. I was thinking because he's so fun and lighthearted, easygoing. You know, I was thinking a skateboard. So like. Low skate. My first thought was like, like I need like a unicycle or something. Right? But then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but then I'm like, no, let's, because, because you know, a funny guy, right? You know, you can put mm-hmm. him on anything, but if you put him on a big old tank and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. I think that just amplifies the silliness of it all. It does. It does. I like it. I like it. Good answer. Good answer. All right. We're going to shift gears. And talk about Deji and his character of Edgewood. So, like we mentioned earlier, Edgewood came more to the forefront of the story this season on Bosch. Before this yes, season, yes. before this season, what stood out to you the most about the character of Edgewood? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe that he's just uh, like the right kind of cop. You know what I mean? Okay. Like mm-hmm. a guy that would do the right thing. That like the other guys in the show can count on or whatever. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. that. It's a, a strong, I would say like a strong background character that even, I don't, I don't even know what it was about the presence of him, but like you notice him. And a lot of you times do. maybe mm-hmm. with, a, with a character that's a little more in the background, maybe you don't, but right. I don't know. It just must be, he just fits in with like that crew. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's I I think a little bit about reliability, you know, just because he's been there so long, you know, he's doing a good job. And and through the years, we've seen people call upon him. We've even had him, the chief has had him come into his office and share his thoughts about that, you know, shooting in, I think it was season five. I think that's a good word, reliable. Maybe that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And, you know, he feels comfortable. He talks to Bosch some in season one about Brasher. You know, I think he's, He's open, trustworthy, and reliable. All right. So this may be a repetitive question, but having seen season six and more of his story, what do you see as his biggest strengths in the department? So obviously those things about being reliable and trustworthy are are definite strengths. Is there something else that kind of came out in his story? You know, I think it it comes down to maybe – kind of what we're talking about, but if you need a 
specific thing done by someone that you know will get it done and get it mm-hmm. done correctly. Yeah. I think, you know, he's like, he's that guy that's going to climb that police corporate ladder. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, like you give him any project or any whatever it might be, you know it's going to get done. It's going to get done right. And, you know, I, even sometimes, you know, like Bosch might have to worry, like, will Jagger handle this right? Or, or you know, I'm sending out Crate and Barrel to do X, Y, and Z. Are they going to start mm-hmm. bickering and miss something? Where <laughs> this, you, you you know it's going to be done the way you need, you know? Yeah, that yeah. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And I think it also, this conversation kind of makes me think about leadership, too. I think he showed more you know, he had the opportunity to show even more leadership skills this season, you know, helping with that yes. task force. Yes. And yes. even when Billets refers to him going and, you know, um, rescuing the girls from the trafficking site, you know, he, she yes. said something like, get your people, you and your people. You know, it's like he is a sergeant. He is in charge of a group. And I think we're getting to feel that leadership more from him. Agreed. So, all right. Agreed. Number three. So, we you know, everybody retires eventually. We're We're glad that you know, Barrel went into drop. We don't want to see any of our characters go. So this is just clearly right. a hypothetical question. Um, sure. One day when our, some of our characters retire, which position would you see Edge stepping into of these choices? Where do you kind of see his uh, career moving toward? Would you rather see him in Lieutenant Billet's position, Manx's position, Chief Irving, or Captain Cooper? Oh, jeez, we. I mean, really, I think he could probably do all of them, and some of them are in a progression that he can uh-huh. get to all most of them. Anyway. Eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm itching to say Captain Cooper a little bit just because the thought of him being replaced would be amazing. Yeah, but, I thought you might say he would fast track to replace Captain Cooper. Yeah, but, but, but go ahead. <laughs> if we could go far enough in the future. That yeah. after he does replace Captain Cooper, he's the kind of guy I think you could have as a chief. I mean, I don't know yeah. how he would handle the political side of things, mm-hmm. but he is a guy that gets stuff done. So mm-hmm. true. he might go all the way. I'm going to say he's going to go all the way. Okay. I like it. Chief I like Edge. that confidence. What? Yeah. And doesn't yeah, that sound cool, Chief It has a good what? ring to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That definitely has a good ring to it. I like that. Good vote of confidence. Well, listeners out there, we're going to queue up the interviews here shortly, but if you have specific answers to these questions and want to either tweet them to us or send us an email, bosh at so many shows.com, we'd love to hear what your answers might be to these questions as well. I think that would be yeah. kind of fun. So feel Tell free me how to I share. wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an, oppor- yeah, it's an it. opportunity to correct Jay. I mean, that's always yeah. kind of fun. But, yeah. no, man, I, I think you gave some great answers. I liked it. I liked it. So, all right, well, we're going to get these interviews queued up. I hope you enjoy them as much as we did. Uh, we, we're going to hear from Brian first and then on to um, JG. So let's move on to Brian. Thanks, guys. See you. Awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you, man. It's good to see you again. 
You too. You got the, you got the palm trees in the background. Yeah, I took that picture when we were in LA. So I took that picture and oh, I yeah. use it for my virtual background. Yeah, just to kind of, you know, stay with the theme, Hollywood, yeah. Bosch. So um, we're just going to start right in. I want you to talk about being a Jamaican blackter and what that means to you. <laughs> well, Jamaican blackter. So I'm, my family's Jamaican. Mom and mm -hmm. dad are from Jamaica and I'm coming from Long Island, New York. And yeah, and I'm a black actor, you know, so yeah. I, had, I, had, I, had to do a little, I had to do a little name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jamaican Very blacker. cool. It's, I, I feel like it's a little better than my high school nickname, which was uh, the Jamaican Bacon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you stepped up. There you go. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Have you? How do you feel about like diversity right now in Hollywood? Well, it's definitely diversified. It's it, it's crazy to see how many roles are opening up for more than just you know. I played a bunch of bad guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I play, uh, but when I watch, I'm not seeing just those roles available anymore now okay. there's some you know and there and there's new you know mix there's a lot of mixed um ethnicities that you're seeing yeah so it's fun it just opens the door up a little more and with, with all the different platforms you get to see you know different content so i'm loving it good it yeah, excites I me good. when i get auditions <laughs> yeah sure sure i hope yeah. it continues to move in the in, in the right direction for sure yeah so jay's got a question for you yeah, all right. Winston has a lot of like little sayings. Like my grandma used to say, a stitch in time saves nine. He even seems kind of jovial when he's doing this. Do you think that that makes him seem maybe even like more of a threat? Or is that really just his kind of nature? To be to be kind of like laid back with it and just like. Yeah, yeah. just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something, there's definitely a confidence and no th there's an intensity when someone doesn't have to like bark to be mm -hmm. you know to be heard when you're just like oh okay so you think that's how it go all right <laughs> yeah. <sure> you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? and it's and it's just like you lay back I, I, i'm more afraid of that okay because <laughs> yeah. i don't know if i want to be friends with them or like <laughs> right. <you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> right 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 where do they really stand with things? Yeah, it kind of throws you off your guard a little bit. Like you don't know kind of what, what to make of things, you know. So, yeah. very, cool. very cool. Well, did you audition specifically for Winston or was it a, there a different character or did they tell you much about the character you were auditioning for? Yeah, I did. I auditioned for Winston and um, it was really, it was cool because I was actually in Jamaica for, oh, okay. for what, a couple of weeks with my family and I came back and I came back and I was gonna start a job that I didn't really want to do. <laughs> okay. Um, it, was, it was it was like a bartending gig on the beach, mm -hmm. and um, I kind of I was just gonna do it on the side like a couple of days, but I I was like, no, I don't know about this. So I went there and they told me I needed to shave, and at that time I had you know facial hair and uh -huh. like a goatee. And I was like, oh, shave? I never. This is my look. I never shaved. Like I never since I was able to have facial hair. I never shaved. But um, so I shave and I go to the to the job and I realize, okay, you know what? I don't want to do this. And then the next day, my manager sent me the audition for Winston, and I'm like, wait, 
a Jamaican gangster, I still have my <laughs> Jamaican glow. Like when I come back from Jamaica, I'm glowing. Man. Yeah, yeah. Glow. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, this new, this new like shaved face. And I'm like, all right. So I go to the audition and um, I felt great about it. And I watched Bosch uh, a few episodes and I'm watching, I'm like, wait, all the black actors in this are like fully shaved. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so I was like, I wonder if it's subconsciously maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's up there. Now, how long did you have to wait to, to find out that you booked the role? Uh, Tracy, it was actually probably the most excruciating week I've ever experienced. Cause I, I was just can imagine. <laughs> it feels so good. I know that this role, like this, this is the one I feel. Yeah. And every day just felt like ten days in one. And <laughs> I, oh, I barely, that's brutal. I, ate. I didn't really leave the house. I was just kind of in the room, like yeah. trying to find something to do. Sure. And then. On the last day, my manager called me. He's like, okay, I got good news. I got bad news. I'm like, all right, all right. What's the bad news? Like, mm, they don't want you for a couple of episodes. I was like, oh, okay. I'm thinking maybe they want to, like, consider me for something else or whatever. And it's like, they want you for three, four or more. And I'm like, Whoa. all right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's reenact your, 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 uh, your celebration. Go ahead and reenact that for us. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jumping around. Were you screaming? Okay, okay so, so the bad news, they don't want me for two or more. Okay, so what does that mean? Three, four. <laughs> oh, that's cool, that's cool. That's cool, yeah, that's, yeah, cool yeah. that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. That's no. awesome. Tell me a little bit about the, the wardrobe choices for Winston. What do you think of those? What was that experience you know like? What? wardrobe was on point because honestly it really didn't feel i didn't really give them much to go off of i was like because I, I was like i trust you guys mm -hmm. and when i came into the trailer for the first time i saw my wardrobe for the for the first episode i was like this is exactly like what winston would wear like it, it was wow so jamaican and it felt so natural on me it didn't feel like i had to like get into some right. random I would never wear. I'm like, I right. would wear this in Jamaica. Okay. Um, so, yeah, some of the things were a little enhanced, but that was uh me like like the prints. There was some like like tiger yeah. prints on, on my uh -huh. jeans. I'm uh -huh. like, well that's that's definitely Jamaican in there. So <laughs> cool. that's awesome. okay. I really like it. That was a good look. I like I liked it. We've we've been able to see five of the episodes uh for screen. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's it's a good look. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, we're going to we're going to switch gears cuz I'm going to get a little personal on you. I don't know if they warned you. We we ask all the hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> no pressure. So, uh I saw the other day your Xbox was uh it had some hiccups the other day and I'm just I'm just wondering what what you were playing that uh you felt the need to tweet about it. <laughs> you know, I was I'm sitting there, I'm in quarantine. I realized I can't go out I don't, I don't play video games too much, but there are like a couple of games that I'll dabble with. That's Call of Duty Modern Warfare and uh, okay. NBA 2K. And so there's a couple of new downloads for the 2K. And I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden my, ex, my Xbox just kept shutting off. Every time mm -hmm. I try to play 2K, it would be fine when I'm watching shows or anything. And then anytime I'm playing 2K mid-game, I'd be having a great game. And it just <laughs> yeah. Off. And I'm just like, so during quarantine, when I actually have to sit right. 
<laughs> right. My Xbox is malfunctioning. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. <laughs> you you guys play? You have a system at all, or? Uh, my son has a PS4. He and okay. he and my husband play play on PS4. Yeah. So. See, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Call of Duty Black Ops guy myself. Mm. That's still my favorite, even though that's been around forever, too. But that's, <laughs> that's my favorite. Are you good Especially at when, you get to, when you get to kill the 12- and 13-year-olds playing and you hear them complaining over the, the video <laughs> game. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And then the worst is when you realize you're getting destroyed by the 12- and 13-year-olds. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, I think you made a fan of, of Jay, so let him let him, let him tell yeah. you about that. Yeah, this this <laughs> one isn't necessarily a question; it's more of a statement for you. I'm still new to it a little bit, but you might be my favorite person on TikTok. Oh, you saw TikTok! <laughs> <laughs> you might be my new favorite person on TikTok. You, you it's might, good stuff. You might be. It's good uh, stuff. And. <laughs> That, it just that you're is, just having so much fun. It's like I'm dying watching them. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is crazy. You must love character roles. I mean, have you auditioned for a lot of character roles? I mean, you just love. You can tell you love playing a character. You know, like someone, yeah. not just you know, the regular guy. You know, but just you just seem like you have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you know that definitely comes from the theater days. I started okay um, acting in in college with theater and. Um, and yeah, so that definitely comes from that. And when I moved out to LA is when I started getting, started kind of going down this lane of people see me as a young Sam Jackson. And All I get, right. like, I get this, yeah. a lot of intense roles and okay. you know, things where I got to channel the intensity. So I actually haven't really been able to play anything too wild. Actually, my first role out here was my first audition in LA. Um, wow. It was yeah, it's for this TLC show called Sex Sent Me to the ER. And okay. I had just moved here and um, my new manager at that time sent me on, on my first audition. And that's when I got hit with LA traffic for the first time. Oh, so I left like an hour early, but uh -huh. to go somewhere that was really only 20 minutes away, barely. And yeah. I got there where I had to just park wherever I could find, run up, and I'm in the audition flustered, forgot everything, oh. I start like three times, but by the time I drove home and like opened my door to go like crash face first on my bed because I was disappointed, <laughs> my phone rings, it's my manager saying, you booked it, and I was like, what, I just got home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but that role, that role was like a Shakespearean type role, and it got to be a little bit more big and comedic, and so yeah. that was fun. <laughs> now, yeah, I guess in the theater, everything's, like, with your theater background, everything's more animated on stage and bigger, right? That's yeah. more subtle on film, usually, with things, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just saying that, that that's actually um, something that, you know, through the process of just di working different roles, different sets, you really see how theater and film <laughs> are just so, you know, they're different practices. Yeah. And like, All right. We have a little game we like to do, usually at the end, or something lighthearted. So we're doing a little bit of a contest this time around. And three questions, and we take your answer, and then we're going to keep score. We're going to tally some things up and then announce which cast or um, director, producer, whoever we talked to, who was closest in their answers. So Jay can probably explain it better. Why don't you kick it off? And there's no wrong answer. You know, that, that was good. That was good. That was good. Okay. 
Um, but I need you to answer the first one as Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, that's <laughs> All right. and, and Tracy, that's what I was going to tell you, too. I retweeted his tweet from earlier today where it's, yeah. he does a Samuel L. Jackson thing. It's on YouTube and TikTok. Just look at the facial expression. Okay, I'm going to check it eyes, out. Yep. It's like okay. really freaky. <laughs> <laughs> how many times in season six will we hear a character talk about j edgar's clothing well now that's a good question <laughs> i think maybe <laughs> how many times maybe maybe six times i'll say six times Awesome. All right. The next one in any voice you want to do, you know. <laughs> How many times will Coltrane be in a scene in season six? How many times will we see him? Three. 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 All right. Jay's keeping score, keeping the record. Last but not least, uh, Chief Irving is known for muttering in exasperation or despair or anger, he'll just say, Bosh. How many times will he say that this season? <laughs> um, four. Lance, is that you? Lance, I, when, when did you get here? <laughs> That's so good. I love, I love it. it. And I love the stern look, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole deal. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to tally all these things up and we have everybody, we're getting everybody's responses and we're going to see who's the closest. So, uh, I got to are in the running officially. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. It was a lot of fun and just a great chance to hear about your experience with the show. So, oh, yeah. We love hey, it. Thanks, thanks for having me on. This, you know, this was great. I was, yeah. Uh, I was hoping I'd get to talk to you guys. Good, <laughs> was, good, good. Oh, yeah. seeing you when you were on set. Oh, yeah, that was that was yeah. awesome. I've got some good <laughs> pictures I'll, I'll put out once the season's released. I don't, you know, don't want anything spoilery, but uh, but of, of us, yeah, some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I'm All glad right. you guys enjoyed it. You take care, and yeah, we'll be safe out there. For Thanks you. for your time, man. All right. Make sure okay. Bye. See ya. So you got it right, huh, JG? <laughs> yeah, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. Good. We we want to get it right for sure. I get everything, you know. I get I get a deja vu. I get you oh. know. I get the crazy. <laughs> I get I get BG. I get. I mean, I, I to me, you know, it it looks it's spelled how it looks, you know, you know. But right. uh, you just never know. Yeah, you never. Yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be that complicated, but yeah, that that's what happens <laughs> with names. That's what happens. Yep. Yep. Well, we're just really excited to talk to you. I mean, we've seen you from the beginning of Bosch. You're a presence every season. You're connected to a lot of great storylines. So we're just yeah. really glad to have you on. So we wanted to start out with maybe asking you who has been the most challenging partner for Edge between Brasher and Powers. Oh, my God. That's the easy <laughs> one, Powers. Hands down. Hands most challenging. Down. Okay. 
Okay. Oh yeah, of course. You know, listen, powers <laughs> powers is, you know, I mean, it's challenging for everybody. It's challenging for Bob. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so he's he's kind of a guy who you just gotta kinda keep him in, in, in check because he, he he will wander and do his own thing. Love mm-hmm. him though. Great, great yeah. actor. Um, Ryan, yeah. So definitely powers. That's an easy question. Okay. Oh, we so we started them off too easy. Answer. We'll have to get part of the show, Tracy. Yeah. What's it? What's it been like for you being part of the Bosch family? Your your characters inter, uh, interacted with so many different characters. I mean, you're kind of a little piece of everything. What's that been like? For you? Man, it's, it's been so cool, man. I mean, I've been there since uh, season one, episode one, the pilot, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've like you said, I've I've been interweaving between all the different storylines or, or a lot of different storylines throughout the six mm-hmm. seasons thus far. Um, and it's been it's been a great ride, man. I mean, I never know what to expect, um, you know, with the new season, and I'm always just you know just happy to be there. You know, my character Edgewood, you know, I would I would probably call him. You know, if I had a nickname for him, I would probably call him the muscle. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, w- I would say he's like the muscle because he's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a he's a he's a he's a street cop. You know, he loves the streets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever you see, you know, like a, a raid or somebody who has to be taken down, oftentimes Edgewood is, you know, he's right there in the mix. You know, yeah. Bosch calls on him, you know, to 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 hit up spots before he gets there or take a guy down, you know, and, and bring him yeah. in. You know, things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I love it, you know, because I'm a very physical guy myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do get the opportunity, you know, here and there to kind of get physical, you know, on the show, as, you know, some people saw, as you guys saw in season one. And uh, some more of that happens in uh, season six as well. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like it. Does a good mm-hmm. job with that. Well, since you've worked with so many different actors on the show, is there something that might surprise fans about one of your castmates? Does anybody come to mind that? You know, you think, well, fans probably think of them like this, but just something fun that we might not know about. Have you guys uh, interviewed uh, Greg yet? He plays uh, Crate? Yep. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Goodlooking. Okay. <laughs> he, he, well, listen, he, will, he, will, he walks around and says that all day. Yeah, you know, I know. Listen, I know. Guy, <laughs> oh, my God. This guy, I mean, he'll, he'll sit there and he'll be like, yeah, you're a damn good actor, but I'm better looking than you. So just remember that. Yeah. And well, I'm <laughs> He got us from the very beginning on our interview last year. You know, we opened with him, hey, how are you doing? And he said, well, I'm very good looking. <laughs> and it kind of threw us yep. for a second, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, another, that another, thing that he, another thing that he often does to me on set is, you know, right before we shoot a scene, because I have a few scenes with him coming up in uh, season six, and right before we shoot a scene, he'll look me dead in my eye and say, <laughs> you know I could kick your ass, right? <laughs> listen and it listen i've I've come to expect it you know it's the funniest thing ever but um but that's him you know that's like a little hilarious moment that we share on set you know he was um you know he played college football as well okay you know he was he was was a punter i don't know if he he told you guys that i i had a chance to really get to know uh greg a little bit you know this past season because we had some nice some nice scenes together so Oh, cool. Um, I'm looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Very good. Very good. All you right, Jay. A, you've had a lot of scenes that are, I guess, more on location rather than on a set somewhere. What what kind of challenges does that bring you as an actor? And is there anything you maybe prefer or like more about that? Oh, I, love, I love that question. I love on, on location uh, better than being on a soundstage myself because, you know, you... 
I mean, obviously, you know, the sound stages are very, you know, realistic once you once you get into them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but walking to the sound stage, obviously, you're leaving your trailer. You know, you're right. walking into a sound stage. You're passing by craft services. You know, you're walking past the uh, the the you know the actors' chairs and all of that, and then you finally get into the office or the the bullpen or whatever it is, and it becomes real for you. But the locations. You know the location. You know once you hop out that van and you're on that location, it, it it's instantaneous. You know it's super mm-hmm. real. You know it, it, it the the set extends beyond you know your immediate location where you're filming at. You know, and I, I love that. I love being on the street in Los Angeles and just kind of yeah. being a part of the na- being a part of the neighborhood. You know, because yeah. I think that I think that as you guys have have come to witness on this show, that Los Angeles is such a character on this show. Absolutely, sure. Such a, such a huge character on the show. So anytime there's an opportunity to like pull up to a neighborhood that I've never been to or, uh, you know, a, a, a little uh, business or wherever we're filming at and we hop out and we're immediately, you know, rehearsing and jumping into a scene. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's cool. my favorite hands down. Yeah. yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Very cool. For sure. For sure, for sure. You never know what you never know what to expect. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. You know, you read you read a script and you know you have a vision, as we all mm-hmm. do when we read something. Like you know, for example, like when we read the Bosch books, obviously we have a vision for you know what these locations look like. You know what the characters look like, what they talk like, mm-hmm. what they sound like, etc. You know, same thing when you read the scripts and you see these locations, you have this idea in your mind what they're going to look like. And then you get to the set and sometimes they're completely different. Sometimes they're exactly yeah. the same. So right. that's a pretty cool challenge is like jump out the van, new location, jump right into character. Yeah. Run you with know? it. Yeah. Very uh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, we've seen officer Edgewood a couple of times off duty, but we still don't know a lot about his personal life. Do you have sort of a more fleshed out backstory for him that you kind of draw from as, as I you do. do the character? I do. I do. That's a very that's a very good question. You know, I, I feel like there are some specific things about Edge that, um, like you said, haven't been revealed and probably won't because I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, Ed, Edge is supposed to be that guy that when you see him, you see, you know, he adds to the story. He adds to the narrative as a as a component. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you see him, he, he it's like a puzzle. He just is one piece of that puzzle that kind of completes the puzzle. But but personally, you know, obviously with every role that I attack, you know, or jump into, I always, you know, create a backstory for the character. Um, you know, he uh he's a guy who, you know, really puts everything into his work, you know. And so okay. you know, mm-hmm. since since we don't since we don't see that much of his personal life on the show, I made a choice, a conscious choice, not to make his personal life, um, a huge, a huge thing in his life, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, I, okay. I, I didn't yeah. want it mm-hmm. to be a situation where, you know, he had, you know, a wife and a bunch of kids and, you know, he was involved in this and involved in that and his personal life, because I feel like the, the best thing for this character is to make him about his job and make him about, you know, the uniform. And I think that's, I think that's what translates, you know. I would agree with that. That makes total sense. Serious business. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. That yeah, does. No. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. And and there are people and there are people like that. You know, there are people like that. Uh-huh. Like their work is is their life. You know, they come home mm-hmm. to sleep. You know, they come home. Yeah. They got a few friends. They go to sleep and they they wake up the next day and they go they go right back to work. So you know, I sure. have little small specifics that I created for um for Edgewood, but 
mm-hmm. by far I, I try to make you know make his work his life if that okay. makes sense yeah it yeah. does definitely you know, that's mm-hmm. good because that's going to help answer my next question too <laughs> so <clears throat> being as though he's a, a police officer what's one or two of the biggest things you've actually learned from the actual police officers there to help you with your job? Oh man, that's a really good question, man. Um, well, you know, you know, Bosch, the, the show, you know, we take um, the, 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 the job of policing very seriously in terms of mm-hmm. the specifics, um, yeah. you know, what, what's true and what's not true. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of tactical things that you know, I've, I've learned. We have some really great, um, some really great, uh, you know, officers, detectives who are there to kind of, you know, they're 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 the ones who 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 guide us and teach us and train us, you know, before a scene on, you know, how to mm-hmm. how to jump into a car and kick the kick the door with your foot so it closes by itself, or yeah. you know, when you when you enter a building and uh, you know you got to turn a corner, you know, how you're supposed to be holding the gun and who goes left and who goes right. So, you know, there's a lot of tactical, um, there's a lot of tactical moves that I've learned, obviously, okay. uh, you know, entering, entering a building, you know, searching a suspect, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, handcuffing suspect, which is, you know, that, that stuff is a lot more difficult than it looks, you know, okay. it, it really truly is, you know, when you, when sure. you have to search somebody, there's really a method to it, you know, holding, you know, the hands with one arm and then patting down, you know, with the left hand and keeping them secure. But I think, I think more importantly than that, you know, police officers uh, have a very tough and a very uh, dangerous job. You know, I mean, yeah. just being, just being, you know what I mean? Just being on the show yeah. and, and, and jumping, to, jumping into this role and, you know, going to different locations and being in different situations and scenarios, you know, for me, it's just acting. You know, and, and mm-hmm. it still it still feels real, and it still feels dangerous to a certain extent. So I can only imagine, you know, a lot of these officers out here who have to, you know, go um, and you know risk their lives on a daily basis, you know, to yeah. um, you know obviously protect and serve. And I think that's the biggest takeaway for me outside of the tactical elements that I've learned is is just really, um, you know, how 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 difficult, which we know the job is very difficult, but <laughs> how, how officers come together and support each other, you know, um, you know, during, during these uh, dangerous situations. Sure. You know, I, you know yeah. I've, 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 I've gained a lot of respect or I have a lot of respect for officers um, as I always have, but even more so now, you know, just being on the show and becoming friends, mm-hmm. you know, I've, obviously I have family members who are officers, but really just being able to spend time at the stations and have conversations with officers and hearing stories, you know, that they tell me about, you know, some of their time on the street, you know, it's, it's really unbelievable. Like some of the things that, you know, they have to go through, you know, on a daily yeah. basis is just very unpredictable. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you just learn to respect it so much. You learn to respect the job so much. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. We have a little, uh, game slash contest we're, we're doing this season. So um, Jay can cue it up for us and you're gonna answer three questions just with your best guess. So we don't know the answer yet either. We're not gonna really know until we see all of season six. So it's no spoilers. Okay, okay. 
No spoilers. But, but I know you're, you're saying that I know the answer. No, you, you probably. Yeah. I mean, no. you probably won't. <laughs> okay. 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 No, we're it's, asking. It's more like it's almost yeah. how much? How many beans are in the jar? Kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> not, not quite that random. But um. But yeah. All right. Cue it up, Jay. Yeah. You're you're up against all your castmates and creatives behind the show, so no yeah. pressure. But there's going to be one yeah. winner at the end who uh end up winning this. Okay. Question number one. In season six, how many times will we hear someone mention something about J. Edgar's clothing? Ooh. Wow. I mean, J. Edgar is a sharp, well-dressed yep. individual. And played, played by the brilliant, the brilliant uh, Jamie Hector, of mm-hmm. course. And that's something that he's known for, you know? Right, um, right. So, ah, uh, I feel like I want to say, I want to go, I want to just kind of be, you know, just kind of go out there and say a lot, but I feel like uh-huh. it won't be that much. It won't be that much. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because I think it's understood by this point how well dressed he is. And, you know, I, I feel like in season six, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a nominal number, like <laughs> three. I'm going to say three. Okay. okay. It is. I'm going to say three. Is that... That's very, that's very, very, very safe. I feel. Okay. okay. Now you guys got to let me know. Like, is that, is that on the, is that on the low end of the other guys, or is uh, that? Uh, we've, we've had the lowest at zero, the highest at seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> it's all across the, the board there. So. I, I, okay. I, I think that's a reasonable answer. Definitely, I like the logic. Too. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Okay. How many times do you think we will see Coltrane in a scene during season six? Mm. All right. So, so Coltrane, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say we're going to see Coltrane a minimum of about five times. Okay. Okay. Five times. Yeah. I like it. All right. Last one. Chief Irving, <laughs> Mr. Lance Reddick is notorious for muttering under his breath or whispering or even growling. Bosh. Bosh. <laughs> how many, <laughs> how many times will we hear him do that? this season okay now see, that's the one right there i mean i feel like uh, he that's the one right there you know there was a trailer that was put out which was incredible of uh chief irving lance reddick uh-huh. saying bosh yeah uh, did you guys see that yeah where they says it over and over all the different clips oh my god yeah yeah that's that was, hilarious. That hilarious that was incredible yeah. you know for this one so, okay, are we talking about how many times he says the name Bosch even to Bosch or the times that he mutters Bosch under his breath? So those are two different things. The more under his breath, not directly to him, like not, okay. not, not talking to yeah. him or talking about him, but just that Bosch. All right. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for five as well. Five. Okay. That's a good number. Once every other episode. There you Once go. That's smart. Very, That's very smart logical. Thinking. I like that. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to win the game. I'm trying to win the game. I, I mean, my, yeah. my, my answer for that question, I want to say 100 because that's how many times I actually want to hear it, you know? Right. But, uh, yep. Yeah. But I got to think yeah. logically, like, how many times, you know, Harry going to get under his skin uh, for him to mutter that? And right. I'm going to go five. Yeah. I'm going to okay. go five. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. I like that. Good work. <laughs> I Good love work. It. Thank you. Thank you. This is All a great right. thing that you guys are uh, that you guys are doing. You know, I mean, um, having somewhere to go to. I mean, obviously, podcasts are a huge deal now. You know, I never really listened to podcasts until uh-huh. I would say the last 
probably the last four years, I really started getting into podcasts. And I feel like that's when it really made its like resurgence as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys have yeah. kind of seen that as well. Yeah. Over the past four yeah. years, it's become mm-hmm. a really big, a really big thing. So this is an awesome, yeah. this is an awesome thing. I love it. Well, thank I've you. I've heard some of the other interviews as well. Oh, good, good. Well, we enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. And we're big, big fans. So it was great talking to you. Yeah, thank man. you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Stay safe out there. April 17th. All right. Bye. Okay. Thank See you. Bye-bye.